Hello, hello. My name is Bird and I'm the ex-Mormon witch. Welcome to my space where I share my story and explore subjects I'm interested in. I am feeling kind of tired today. I've been feeling really, really heavy lately. And that combined with some conversations I've had with people recently has me thinking a lot about the idea of being an empath. And while I personally don't identify myself as an empath, I do identify myself as a sensitive person and I do try to be an empathetic person. And so I thought it might be fun and maybe helpful to maybe have a little bit of a conversation about those things, the difference between being an empath, being empathic, and just having a lot of empathy and what it means to be sensitive in general, and kind of how I've observed those things manifesting in myself and in the people around me, and ways that I think that we can all build our empathy and our empathic abilities. So to start off with, what is the difference between having empathy, just in general, and being empathic? I think that the difference is a lot in intensity and in the intensity of experience. Because as human beings, to a certain degree, to some degree or another, we are all empathic. Empathy is a gift that we all have for each other. I think that it's something that is a very important fundamental drive that humans have to have empathy. It's an important part of our nature as social creatures. The way that we have evolved as a species is collaborative, is about connection and communication, both with each other and with other living beings. The connections we make with animals, with the world around us, is based in this idea of empathy of looking at people or animals or even objects that are completely not alive. We have a big, big, big tendency to anthropomorphize non-living objects. But we look at all of these things and we find meaning and we find emotion and we find communication in the ways that we read and interpret body language and tone. We build all of these empathy-based connections. We see another creature in pain and our minds know what pain is. We remember the feeling of pain and in seeing it, in recognizing the signs of it in another person, to some degree, we feel the echoes of that pain that we have experienced and that manifests itself as empathy. This to me is kind of the difference between having empathy for someone and having sympathy for someone. Sympathy is a feeling that you feel for someone. I, I feel sympathy for your pain, for your grief, for whatever it is that you are suffering with. Empathy is I suffer with you. I know your pain. I have felt your pain. And in this moment, my memory of my pain allows me to experience at least some shadow of what you are feeling. That to me is true, genuine empathy. The ability to really, to some degree, take on the feelings of other people. 
Empaths specifically, people with the psychic ability of being empathic, take that to another level where they not only take on some shadow of what the people around them are feeling, but they do that quite intensely and often without even meaning to. They are like wide open band antennas. They are receiving all of the signals and the specific frequency that that antenna is tuned to is emotion. And so when they are around people who are hurting, they hurt. When they are around people who are angry, they feel angry and tense. When they are around people who are stressed, they feel stressed. When they are around people who are happy, they feel happy. And so empaths take that empathy that we all have and dial it all the way up to 11. And this can lead to a number of problems, burnout, etc. But mostly what it allows them to do as a gift is to build these really, really deep, meaningful connections to understand people in a way that extends beyond words, beyond the thinking understanding. They have this deep feeling understanding. And in Emotions, feelings very much live in the body. So they're very much something you feel. They're not something you think. Your brain interprets them after the fact. Now, if you're thinking to yourself, gosh, empaths sound very, very sensitive. You are correct. Being an empath is a form of being a sensitive person. Being sensitive just means that you are very, very overly receptive to stimulus. Sensitive people are just that. They are sensitive. Maybe they're sensitive to loud noises. I certainly am. Maybe they're sensitive to bright colors or movements or physical sensations, smell, touch, etc. Many people are more sensitive as children than they are as adults. Either they learn to desensitize themselves or at the very least they learn to manage their sensitivity. Sort of dipping into my own personal experiences, I was always a very, very sensitive child. I was very, very picky about my shoes and my clothes. I went through a whole phase where I refused to wear anything but dresses because I couldn't have anything touching my stomach. And even now as an adult, I'm still very, very picky about the way my clothes fit in the opposite way. I now like them to be quite fitted um, and only flowy in certain areas, like my sleeves. I do love a good flowy sleeve, but that's a tangent and I digress. I am very sensitive to loud noises. I'm very sensitive to crowds. I'm incredibly introverted, which means that I get tapped out very quickly from things that stimulate a lot of adrenaline and require a lot of processing power in the terms of sensation. I find roller coasters overwhelming. I find loud crowds a little overwhelming. I tap out of those things much faster than someone who is extroverted and would thrive in those environments because they need a lot of that stimulation. 
But in the magical sense, that sensitivity could run in a million different directions. So you can be sensitive about a lot of things. Empaths are just sensitive specifically about emotions. And if you are sensitive sort of across the board, some of that sensitivity is probably going to be directed towards empathy. And you are probably going to be at least a little bit empathic. So it can be kind of difficult to draw a hard line between having empathy and being an empath, sort of taking on that label and identifying with that. And I I think that that's an important thing about it is identifying with that label because I, again, coming back to my own personal experiences, because that's really all I can talk about with authority, I've thought about it for a long time about whether or not I am an empath or should identify as an empath. And I've kind of decided not to do that for a variety of reasons. But I know a number of people around me right now who do identify themselves as empaths. And I do find it endlessly fascinating who identifies as an empath and why and sort of how they react and interact with the world around them. Because, and this is not to say that these people are not empaths, but I have met some people who identify themselves as empaths who do not present as being very empathetic. (laughs) And some of this could come down to their comfort level, their personality, There are a lot of people who feel empathy very, very, very deeply, but don't express it in expected ways because they're neurodivergent and they just don't process or express information in the same way as quote unquote mainstream society. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't want to come across like I'm sort of pointing fingers or saying that people aren't who they say they are, but I have noticed in some people who identify themselves as empaths that they are not very empathetic. I had someone who told me they were an empath and we were actually having a conversation and I was ranting about something. I was in my feelings very intensely about something that was upsetting me and I was really just thinking and talking about this thing as a general concept. And I don't even remember what it was, but I do remember them sort of jumping on it and asking me, what specific instance of this are you thinking of right now? And I honestly wasn't. I I wasn't thinking of any particular experiences that I had had with this thing. I just had the general concept of this thing. And it was something, something oppressive. It might've been religion. It might've been the the abuse of authority in religion or it might have been misogyny patriarchy something um and so i did have a lot of thoughts swirling around sort of vaguely about not only ways that this had affected me but more importantly how it had affected so many people in the world but i didn't have anything specific in mind and so i i tell this person that and they they look me dead in the face and insisted that I was lying. I had to be lying. They were an empath. They could tell I was lying, which is a little funny because I was definitely telling the truth in that moment. And 
And this could be kind of a pitfall of identifying as an empath, this tendency to consider oneself an authority in other people's feelings. Because it can be very, very difficult if you do have a lot of deep empathy, if you do have a tendency to take on the emotions of other people, it can be so complicated to sort out what it is that you are feeling with what other people are feeling. What are you projecting? If someone else isn't upset, but something they do or say triggers you and you feel upset, how likely are you if you don't have some really deep self-awareness to project that onto someone else. And this is something that I think a lot of people who are empaths or who have empathic abilities do struggle with. Not just the, the suffering that does happen when you are burnt out and overloaded, which I, I want to get into in a little bit, but this, this ego-driven lack of of being truly empathetic in your empathy because when you latch on to this label of being an empath, you feel like that empowers you to sort of take ownership of labeling what these emotions mean, not just what they are, but where they come from and what they mean. And there can be a lot of danger in that. This is actually one of the reasons why I personally don't identify as an empath because I have met so many people who maybe they had some empathy, maybe they had some empathic ability, but they really seemed to just be latching onto that label because they wanted to feel special, which I think is perfectly valid and legitimate. I think we all do that as people, as humans. I definitely do. Sometimes I think the only reason I identify as a witch is because I want to feel special. But mostly that's just me being insecure about how much I practice my craft and looking at how other people practice and feeling inadequate. But I, I hesitate to label myself as an empath, even though I do have some of those characteristics, because I worry about that in myself, about grabbing onto that label and then having my ego run wild because the intersection of of the ego with spirituality and with the spiritual journey can be a trip. <laughs> you don't become spiritual, lean into things like spirituality and connection and empathy in this case, and just magically manage to abandon your ego overnight. It comes along for the ride and it can affect you in really nasty ways sometimes. And that is, that is something that I do think people who are empaths, who think they might be empaths, I think that's something that we all need to be aware of, being really cognizant of when we are being truly empathetic and when we're projecting, because we also have deep feelings. And I think that the way that we do that is through deep listening, because that is the core of empathy, right? Just as a human experience, it comes from listening, from observation, whether we're listening with our eyes to body languaging, body, body languaging. Ooh, ah, I can totally speak English, guys. But whether we're listening with our eyes to people's body language or whether we are listening with our ears, not just 
two words, but to tone, to sound, to breathing, the non-articulated vocalizations that we hear, whether we're listening with our skin, we can feel someone's tension under our fingertips, whatever that is, this deep listening is where we get a lot of information. And listening to people's words is also vitally important. Because yes, people lie. People lie all the time. But I think that it's very important and vitally necessary to being truly empathetic, to trust people to a certain degree, to believe them. Definitely when we don't have any reason not to, we should believe people. But even then, I think that even if people are lying to us, sort of looking at that and finding the truth in it, because those lies still give us really important information into that person's truth. And so that that deep, deep listening, I think, is what allows us to build truly empathic connection, to really connect with people in a deep and meaningful way. Because the ability to feel someone else's emotions is meaningless and pointless if you don't bring it back to this ability that we have as human beings to connect. Because connection is such an important part of being a person, but also being a spiritual person, being a magical person, understanding and feeling and building awareness of these ways in which we are all together, not just as people, but as a planet, as a universe, the way that we are all deeply interconnected. And so our sensitivity, our empathy, being empathic is just one of the ways that we do that. It's just one of the many channels we're tuned to that allow us to build that connection. Now, if you do already have a great deal of empathy and empathic ability that comes to you quite naturally, and you're wanting to sort of refine it, or if you feel like maybe that's not one of your gifts, but you want to lean into it and sort of grow and develop it, as you lean into this deep listening, as you really work to stretch and develop this ability that we all have to be empathetic, you are very likely to come across the main destructive, I guess, side effects of being an empath, which is overload. Empaths are tired. Empathetic people in general are tired. There is so much suffering in the world and taking that onto yourself to any degree is so draining. It's exhausting. And so you are likely to come across that you're likely to feel overloaded at some point when you are trying to lean into empathy. It has definitely, definitely happened to me. When I was in college and I was having, I don't know, I've, I've sort of started to reframe this. I've always thought of it as my mental breakdown, but it was also in a lot of ways my spiritual awakening. And one of the things that contributed to me being kind of a wreck and being constantly overloaded was my sensitivity to the emotions of the people around me. I had been taking on those feelings from other people so much and I couldn't deal with it anymore. And my response to that was actually to completely shut it down. Both 
unconsciously and also very consciously, very deliberately through magical practice, I put up some serious blockages around my ability to take on other people's feelings. I shut everybody out. I went deep into myself. I built huge, heavy brick walls around myself, and I completely shut myself off to the point where I have had to do active work in the past couple of years to try to bring those shields back down because I was too cut off from the world around me. I had completely dulled all of my sensitivity and was having some some trouble spiritually, magically, energetically with reaching out and making those kinds of really important, really meaningful connections. And that is something that I do not recommend, (laughs) if at all possible. Try not to let yourself get to that point. This is where your witchcraft fundamentals, if you're into witchcraft, become really, really helpful. And your good mental health practices come in handy if witchcraft and spirituality is not your thing and you want to look past the woo and sort of into the science of it. In witchcraft, we would call it grounding and shielding. Mental health uses the same sort of language as far as grounding is concerned. You want to ground yourself in your body. You want to ground yourself in self-awareness. Having a meditation practice, having an awareness mindfulness meditation practice where you give yourself time to really understand yourself so that you have the ability to sort out what emotions and what feelings belong to you versus what you are absorbing from other people. And then sort of figuring out what to do with that, how to release those things, both releasing your own emotions instead of clinging to them, identifying with them, grabbing onto them, labeling them too much in terms of what they mean instead of just what they are, and also in releasing the emotions of other people, recognizing that what other people feel, even if to some degree you feel it, that doesn't make it your problem. Empaths inevitably end up being, to a certain degree, it seems to me, martyrs. They all have this desperate need, this desire to save the world. And that is incredibly admirable. But you cannot save the world all the time by yourself, especially if you are drowning. So you have to be able to ground. You have to be able to reach into yourself, find your foundation, and know when to say enough is enough. And if you can do that grounding and settling in yourself and finding that foundation and building that self-awareness and building those shields, whether they're magical and energetic or whether they are very practical, cough, cough, have I talked enough about boundaries in the past couple episodes, cough, cough, that is going to help you keep from reaching this point of overload and complete burnout to where you can be your wonderful, sensitive, magical self without it destroying your ability to function. And that's where I think that you will find the sweet spot in growth and development as a sensitive person, as a potential empath, or just as someone with a lot of empathy. I still don't identify myself as an empath. I do have some characteristics of being an empath. I can be empathic to some degree. And I think that you probably can be and are as well. 
And so I really hope that you find some time in the next week or so until I come back with more random ramblings to find your empathy, find your deep listening and your connection with the people around you to believe what they say, not just with their words, but with the rest of them and to allow yourself to really feel that, to, to suffer with the suffering, but also to rejoice with the joyful. I hope that that gives you some beautiful experiences and some meaningful friendships. Remember to ground always. And thank you for listening to me. I'll talk to you later.